Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Passover celebration, 
then you're going to take this long, windy, dangerous road because it keeps you out of Samaria. And as he's walking along, the lawyer confronts him and says, I want to know what it takes for me to inherit the kingdom that is to come. When God establishes the kingdom that comes, how do I know that I will be a citizen of that kingdom? And Jesus says, well, what does the law say? And the lawyer, knowing the law, says, love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus goes, oh, you're right. But the lawyer, being a good lawyer, wants to know what is the details of the law. And so he asks Jesus, well, who then is my neighbor? And then and Luke tells us that the lawyer wanted to justify or vindicate himself. He wanted to know, have I met the requirements of the law? Reminds me of my nephew, and I may have told this story before, and I apologize if I have. Um, at the church that they attend, um, they have to keep him away from carbs because he will go through a plate of cookies in about 4.0 seconds. <laughs> and so they said to him, Timmy, you can only have one cookie. Timmy comes back, and he only has one cookie, but he has a brownie and a piece of coffee cake, <laughs> and he has a cupcake. And my brother says to him, Timmy, we said you could have one cookie, so I only have one cookie. <laughs> right, and think about how often we approach things that way. Hey, I, I follow the letter of the law. I follow what it is that I'm supposed to do, right? I am vindicated. I am just. I am right. Right? This, we, we sit there, and, and not just because he's a lawyer, and, and our culture still loves to pick on lawyers, but all of us are much like this lawyer. Have I done enough? Am I justified? Am I vindicated? And this is the real power of the story that Jesus tells. We might go, and as we hear the story of Jesus asking, Answering the question, which he never says, okay, let me give you the legal description of the neighbor, right? That would be really helpful for us, right? How many miles uh, around us is, is a neighbor, and outside of that, I don't have to worry about them. That would be much easier. But Jesus tells a story about some people who are walking along the road that they are walking on right now. This road in which people are often beaten and left for dead and robbed. And he says, now imagine that three people are walking on this road. And they come across a man who has been beaten and left for dead, a Samaritan. No, someone who's been left for dead. And there's a priest, and there's a Levite, and there's a Samaritan. Now the priest and the Levite are in a hurry to get to Passover. They know that they might encounter someone who uh, will make them unclean, because if, if, if the person is dead, right, they are unclean, they will not be able to enter into the temple area. And so they just kind of move on. And the Samaritan stops and helps the person. Now, a lot of times we sit there and go, oh, I am so glad I'm not like that priest or that divine, because I would definitely stop. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I sit there and I think, like, if I'm in a real hurry, I mean, imagine, imagine it's December the 24th, and you're on your way to church for Christmas Eve. You somehow convinced your entire surrounding family to come 
to the Christmas Eve service. You've gone and you've picked out the, 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 the best outfits so that you can get some family photos with the Christmas decorations behind. Like, like you're on your way and you come across someone who's on the side of the road. I'm going to guess if you're like me, you're probably like, man, I've got somewhere to go. I better not stop. Right? And so before we too quickly judge the Levite and the priest, let's just be honest. A lot of us would probably drive on by. Samaritan stops and helps and goes beyond what is required. And so Jesus asks the lawyer, now, okay, in the story, who was the neighbor? And the lawyer says, well, I guess the one who helped. But the thing is, is in the story, in the story, it says that this, it's not that the Samaritan had compassion for the person on the side of the road. It says, it says that the Samaritan felt the compassion in the deepest part of his guts. Right? I mean, right? So you're watching the news and you hear a story of a child who's been abused, right? And, and you, it just viscerally hits you in a different way than maybe another story. Right? Or you, you see, you know, Joe Rosser this last week, like, like he comes across this little puppy that's in, 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 in a parking lot and it hits him in a visceral way and he says, I've got to rescue that puppy. We've all had that experience where it just is something in our gut. And, and, and that's the experience that the Samaritan had. And what's interesting is, is that in the New Testament, the only other person who ever experiences compassion at their gut level is Jesus. When Jesus looks upon the crowd and he says that they are people who are without a shepherd, he feels compassion for them in his gut. And Jesus is telling us that this Samaritan, that, that it understands at a deeper level what it is to be like Jesus. And I think this is what we're getting to in this story, is, is that, that we as humans come to questions of faith and we want to know what does the law require rather than wanting to know what the Spirit requires of us. If I had only one cookie, I'd follow the law. But that wasn't the spirit of what my nephew was supposed to do. Chad Burden, reflecting upon this whole tension between law and grace, says this. The law condemns, but it condemns only because the law is good. It won't excuse the bloody corpse of Abel lying at your feet. It refuses to justify your adulterous fleeing with Bathsheba. It will not pardon your golden calves, your loot from Jericho, your scheming from Amos' vineyard. The law is too good for that. The law wants what is best for you, and what is best for you is not divinizing money, seducing your secretary, or fixing the books to fatten your wallet. What is best for you, he says, what will make you truly joyful, truly content, truly best, what will do that is doing the law. Doing the law, he says, is what this lawyer wanted to do. He simply asked for a clarification on who his neighbor was. So Jesus answered him in a Jesus-y most way, in a parable. The neighbor, it turns out, is the one who stands in need of your mercy. The neighbor is the one who God places in front of you so that you can do the good of the law and doing good to him. And even though he says the law is good and holy and wise, even though it has your best welfare in mind, and even though 
know keeping it will make you truly joyful, truly content, and holy. We often don't want to love the law because we just want to know what it requires of us at a very base level. This parable does not just call us to be a good example. It calls us to have deep compassion in our hearts for those who we see that are hurting and to respond from that gut. We're not going to stop at every person who is on the street corner asking for money. We are not going to rescue every dog that we come across that we think needs saving. But when you see something that hits you at a visceral place, what are you going to do? Are you going to be like the Samaritan in Jesus and respond? Or are you going to walk by? Are you going to open your minds and your hearts to such a level that you can even experience this visceral love? Right? This is one of the hard things about being a pastor. Somebody calls on the phone and they give you their entire life story and ask them for help. And at some point, I just put up a wall. Because it is easier to put up the wall than to hear the story of pain in somebody's life. And I know you have wrestled with that too. But Jesus calls us to be a people of compassion, to be channels of grace, to respond to the pain that we see. The good news about this parable is, is that often we will be like the Levite and the priest, and we will walk by. But we have a God that we follow who never walks by us when we are the one who is hurt. That we have a God in Jesus Christ who has that deep, intense pain in his stomach when he looks at us and we are lost and refuses to leave us there. Jesus, Jesus is the good Samaritan. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org. And peace be with you.